0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bee's Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode.
1: And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bee's Knees Ben and the Bee's Knees Brittany, and on TikTok at the Bee's Knees Podcast. We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, because we're the Bee's Knees, oh yeah.
0: I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> We've watched almost nothing.
1: We at, haven't even we, really spent a lot of time together this week.
0: No, we haven't. I had a bachelorette party over the weekend, and it was kind of like the vibe of slumber party. and um.
1: I got a friendship bracelet out of it.
0: Yeah, so we were making some bracelets, and all the other girls were making bracelets for their significant others, like their... Their husbands or their boyfriends or their fiancés, you know. and It would be like their initials plus each other equals or like just their significant other's name. So naturally, I made a Harry Styles bracelet.
1: Oh, yeah, you got to have your boyfriend on your
0: bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like... You know
1: what? I ain't even mad.
0: I knew you wouldn't be. I was like, it's fine. He knows. So I just, I feel like... A lot of the people I was with, they're still kind of in a honeymoon phase. Like, they're, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which, like, even if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, I feel like for a long time, in this context, like, not living together. Okay? Because once you get to be living together, then you're basically married. And um, it's not much different. Yeah. So... I feel like most of these people that I was hanging out with their relationships were either fairly new or they were newly wed or they were like engaged or, you know, it's still very like honeymoon phase. Everything yeah. is wonderful. And so that's why I think it was very focused on, oh, my boyfriend, oh, my fiance. And like, that's great. Like, I'm happy that they're happy and stuff. You, do you boo. But I was also just like, I mean, Ben and I have been married for 11 years. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I've I've done the whole, like, bracelets. Like, remember when I was a camp counselor? Yeah. And I made bracelets for us all the time. Yep. And I just, I feel like we're past that. Now I've moved on to making bracelets for myself that are, is about mine and Harry's relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're totally real, not made up and in your head relationship <laughs> with Harry Styles.
0: <sighs> I think I'm funny.
1: That's all that really matters. Like. From what I heard, it did get a pretty big joke when they were just like, "I'm making this for my boyfriend." Oh, what are you making? And then you said, "I'm making one for my boyfriend, Harry Styles." And then they all went, ah, ha, ha, ha,
0: ha, ha. Yeah, like I had a better delivery than that, but nah, <laughs> it was a little bit more smooth and natural, but it's okay. That's the point of it. That's I don't all know. That,
1: really that was that. It was well delivered.
0: Sure we'll go with that um there's a lot of not so great uh pop culture drama happening lately i feel like
1: like
0: well there's the whole joe jonas sophie turner stuff and um naturally i have opinions on everything
1: and (laughs) you no way
0: i have said many times that i can be a girl's girl to a fault sometimes like there was one time that one of my friends was just like oh like me and my boyfriend got into this like argument or whatever and uh i don't know why but the boyfriend should never say oh well just like ask britney i'm sure she'll like see my side of things i will never (laughs) <laughs> like, even if you are right, if I'm, like, friends with the girl first and, like, we aren't really friends, then I'm the girl. Like, I'm a girl's girl. I'll be like, no, she's right. I don't care what it is. Like, it could be the most inappropriate <laughs> situation ever. She could ever. have
1: drunkenly taken the car and crashed it. And he's just like, okay, what, no. you're insane. And you'd be like, yeah, but who gave her the drinks?
0: <laughs> no, no if the if it's a situation where she would hurt herself then i then i wouldn't i wouldn't encourage it i would be like girl i care about you too much right i'd be like you need to calm down this isn't good (laughs) but i would never do it in a way that was just like yeah i'm siding with your boyfriend you know it would be it would be different but so anyway um my point of this is that i'm gonna side with sophie turner (laughs) <laughs> um because i just have had an off feeling about joe since the disney days when he was dating demi when he dated taylor i just i feel like he's very much kind of a user abuser type person and he's just giving me icky vibes
1: it's just the vibes
0: yeah so when can, this... you,
1: can you for a fact say that that's what he's like No, but that's the vibe. Well, I
0: don't personally know him, but it just also enhanced the icky feeling when it's like, okay, we're announcing that we're divorcing and all the like PR stuff, all the like, oh, sources say, and I know you should take those things with a grain of salt, but I mean, some things stem from somewhere and every single media outlet was kind of pushing the same story which makes me feel like it had to have come from someone close to joe yeah
1: his pr team definitely hit the ground running with the let's try to frame this how we want it to look like before her team has a chance to to say anything because if he can get as much public sway in his favor then when other things come out, people may have already made up their mind.
0: Yeah. And that to me is very sleazy, especially because he's he's obviously pulling the, oh, she parties too much and I'm looking after the kids all by myself and like <laughs> basically saying she's a bad mom without directly saying she's a bad mom. Yeah. And that to me is so gross because one that's not something even if she is okay even if everything that is out there is true that's not something that you put out there for the world
1: yeah to see when you have that much fame and influence when when you got you just having a rocky relationship is world news yeah to to throw that shade at somebody
0: it's like she's still the mother of your children She's still someone that you care deeply about enough to, you know, marry.
1: Yeah. And like when you have kids with Sony, that's good. That's Sony that's going to be in your life forever. Exactly. Do you really want it to be a forever filled with contempt? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. it's not working out.
0: Well, and like you are in a career where your public image is everything yeah so to try and throw her under the bus the way he did is very shady and really just gross because there's so many other couples who have divorced and regardless of what happened in their relationship they keep that opinion to themselves yeah and they announce like oh yep We have unfortunately decided to end our relationship, our marriage. We're getting a divorce. We appreciate your concern, but we would really like to keep this as private as we can. And we hope that you respect our privacy, blah, blah, blah. But they still speak as our, us, we, and they are very cohesive in how they deliver the news. Yeah. So as to not completely destroy or cause all this drama and just outrage in the public.
1: I wonder if it's like any publicity is good publicity mindset.
0: It probably is because it's stupid. I don't
1: necessarily think that's true. I mean having people thinking of you obviously is ideal when you're in that business. Mm -hmm. But like there are a lot of people right now with this whole, you know, like their divorce and stuff and how it's being portrayed that just because of how it's being portrayed have same ick vibes for me. Y- like, you oh yeah,
0: it is completely backfired.
1: And yeah, like that whole, like my assumption of wanting to get ahead of it before, you know, like get ahead of the, the drama to make it in his favor. Um, Yeah, like it. It it had on. the amount results. the
0: amount of memes that i have seen that is just completely making a joke of joe jonas is insane like, like one joke of, jonas one of my favorite obviously it was like oh well you know he couldn't handle the queen of the north and like <laughs> stuff like that but the one of my favorites okay was that he was he divorced her because he was getting sick of her putting things on the top shelf <laughs> so he couldn't reach it. And it's just like there's a bunch of stupid ones like that where it's just like I just love that everything is at his expense her because now. he
1: couldn't reach the cookies after she was done with them.
0: Yeah, like she just put everything on the top shelf and he was he'd had enough. And I was just <laughs> like this this stuff is funny now to me because of how this has happened. I just I remember reading all the stuff and being like okay, she complained he's complaining that she's out partying too much she's never around like all this stuff and i think like once she's young like she's still in her early 20s she has two kids yeah as somebody who had my kids young i can kind of understand where she's coming from even if every like everything is true it's like you have that fear of missing out on your 20s mm-hmm. She has said before about when she was working On um, Game of Thrones That she had missed out on a lot of things Because she was underage So now with her work She wants to be able to go out And do stuff with her team And the people she's working with And build that those connections And those relationships with these people And, yeah. well,
1: and When you're in the movie industry How much of move Like getting cast in stuff it's all about who you know. Exactly. Like how many times is like you look at let's say James Gunn, for example. Kind of touchy with his Batman hate right now. But
0: I don't know about that.
1: Oh, he like twenty years ago he said something about Batman and it was stupid. Okay. Um but uh if you look at his movies, like how many times are the same actors in his movies? Yeah. Or Christopher Nolan has like Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, like all these people have, you know, like the people that they work well with, that they're friends with, that yeah. they get along with because they know how. Like so when you're an actor going out to these things and making these connections and being friends with these people because you don't know which actor is going to turn director and be like, well, you not know even, who would be perfect with this? Not
0: even turn director, but... If you have a good, positive relationship with someone, you've worked well with them. You've built that reputation for yourself. It's even just word of mouth. Yeah, like you don't know who they're who they're friends with, who they're in connection with. Maybe someone else is offered a role, and they're like, "Oh, I can't. I have a conflif- conflicting schedule." But you know who'd be great for this? It's Sophie Turner. Just like like <laughs> it just
1: reminds me of how Andrew Garfield got the Tick, Tick, Boom role.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like you never know. Who knows who and when your name is going to be brought up. And that is so important. And it's like, maybe, like, even if what he says is true, she is young. Her career is really just beginning. Like, I know she had her huge, like, her huge roles in both X-Men and Game of Thrones. But it's like, her age, she has so much more potential. She could be in so many more things. And just because she's a mom now doesn't mean that that should stop. And it's like, yeah, she... Has a role as a mother now But I don't see why that has to look The same for everybody it's going to look different well, for everybody, Especially
1: when you have this entire like Army Of Hollywood moms mm-hmm. I Don't know any Hollywood Kids so I can't say personally That like they turn out fine But there are a lot Of working moms Who like how many of the Like actors and actresses in the Marvel movies Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are parents and have to take how long filming these movies. Right. And you know what? Like they can afford the help to make sure that their kids are well cared for. Yeah. I'm sure their kids know that they love them. Yeah. I'm like I'm sure everything is all good. Joe Jonas is like doing like a whole Jonas Brothers tour right now. She is she like, has a
0: show coming out, I think. A show or a movie. I know she's working on something so like and that's what she's been out they're partying They're doing, doing fine.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, sure, maybe right now she has these things that are like taking a little focus away. I almost guarantee you that none of that means that she is neglecting her kids. right? Or like, you know, just being that wild party mom.
0: Well, and that's not even touching on the fact that there's so many women with the change in hormones and all of the emotions and the ment the turn like the mental health that like you go through in just having children and like having someone be fully dependent on you and like how many people have and struggle with postpartum mental health issues and it's like that's not even getting into that we don't know those things right Mm -hmm. like she could have been going through some stuff she maybe is struggling being a mom i don't think that that means that she should be dragged through the dirt because of it i think that that means that she if what he's saying is true and if that's the case maybe she needs more support and i had said that to you and then like two days later a source from her side which there hasn't been a whole lot released yeah from her side had said that after she had her second baby joe wasn't as supportive and You know, that's when the marriage issues started happening. So, that to me shows that, like, maybe she was going through some stuff. Maybe she's having an identity crisis, right? Like, I found when I was a mom, I am a mom, but when I was a young mom, I just remember thinking, like, is mom all that I am? Like, I could be so much more. I feel like I'm so much more.
1: And especially when, from such a young age, you have been an actor. Who, what you do for a living is being somebody else. Yeah. From the time you are a child, like, there's, there's got to be a part of her that never truly found who she is.
0: Yeah, potentially. Or it's
1: just like, you know, like, you just, half of you is not who you are because that's what you do for work. Yeah. And then to have, you know, that identity struggle of being a parent now. Especially like, definitely moms, for the most part, have it worse because there's just a lot more pressure on them. Yeah. To, you know, just always be mom. Right. And like, sometimes that also includes. Well, being just like mom women too. in general
0: yeah. have so many pressures from all over the place yeah. to be so many different things all at once and be perfect at all of them.
1: Well, and plus, like, getting married young, having kids young. Yeah. A lot of times, and I feel like you can attest to this. Not only are you mom to your kids, but you also start being mom to your partner. Yeah. And it's just like, who am I?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You go through a huge like identity crisis where you're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I just am happy being a mom. I love my kids, but I feel like there has to be more to life than just mom and like being a mom is one of the greatest titles i've ever carried it always will be but i just feel like i have too much other potential yeah. to to just sit at home and be mom and that's it and i feel like i have so many other talents and i i just joe jonas to me seems like a man who's just like nope You're my wife. You're the mother of my kids. That means you're at home. You're looking after them while I'm out touring the world. And (laughs) that's the way it's going to be. That's what mom is. That's what wife is. And that's what you are, babe. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's, that's just my, like my perception of him. And again, like, I don't know these people. I could be way off the All I can say is
1: like, I hope that's not true. And like all of this, like. Internet drama is just like other people starting shit.
0: Yeah, which is entirely possible. I just find it the more the more outlets that started sharing the same kind of stuff, the more I was like, okay, maybe this came from somewhere.
1: The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah,
0: like that's what I was feeling like. It's funny because actually today in one of my classes, I was learning about uh, personality. Okay, And apparently your like core personality traits aren't actually set till you're around 30.
1: Oh, so I've just got my personality?
0: Yeah, like that's kind of what's been like solidified. I say in air quotes because obviously different life things you experience can alter your personality as you age as well. Yeah. But apparently when you hit 30, kind of the the main roots of your personality have finally just like held on.
1: Is this that thing that you had to do or it's like pick some nouns to describe yourself?
0: No, that was a stupid introductory thing. <laughs> that, that was not educational whatsoever. That was My just a waste of time. My personality
1: is Jim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb, but no. Um, so I was thinking about that because like Sophie Turner's what, like 24? Yeah. So it's like the things that like she's still discovering herself kind of is what I'm getting at. And so it's like for she should still be experiencing life and she should still be doing things for her career as well as whatever else she feels she needs to do for her other roles in her life. And that just reminded me of the interesting thing about personality today that I was learning about. Mm. Which I was like, wow, you know, it actually does make sense because in my early 20s and well, my whole 20s, there's a lot of like you constantly are questioning yourself, your life choices, where you're going. And it hasn't been since till like this year and like a little bit of last year that I finally have kind of like set into this is who I am and that's okay. Because there was so much in my 20s that I was like, oh, I don't want to be this way. I want to be like that. I don't want to be so introverted. Yeah. I want to be fun and outgoing and I want to party all the time. And then now I'm just like, you know what? Social, big social settings. It's not my thing. And that's OK. <laughs> I'm I'm happy being introverted. I'm happy having small groups. I'm small. I'm, I'm happy hanging out with a small amount of people and having real deep heart-to-heart conversations if i don't go to big huge parties and get drunk all the time and and sing and dance my heart out the whole night that's okay
1: yeah yeah i definitely am similar on that where i am like if somebody says let's go out and then they're just like yeah i have some like if there's more than just like us and then like the people who asked us it's just like "Mm, I don't think this is a thing I want to do yeah so I'm right in that boat where it's just like I, I would love to be able to be like this big extrovert big groups of friends always throwing some sort of a party and stuff like that or always going to this big hangout uh, like we plans go, every weekend. Yeah, we go for walks and we see like these guys who have these big like garage parties every night. And we always walk by and there's like eight guys sitting in the garage. And honestly, it just exhausts me thinking about just trying to uphold that energy level. Yeah, because when I get into a big group, my ADHD like really kind of runs wild. Like. I Like, I get too amped up and overstimulated. And then that just, like, exhausts me. Yeah. So I... Yeah. I'm content. Just, like... How many friends do you have? Like, one or two. And... Yeah, and... How often do you see them? Yeah, once a month.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing that I was thinking. Like, I had such a fear of missing out on something. Because there's all these things portrayed. Like, you should have this large friend group and you should be hanging out all the time and you should be doing all these things together and I have three close friends and I see them some of them I see once a week some of them I see twice a week some of them I see once a month if I'm lucky and they aren't all friends with each other I'm the only kind of mutual friend between the three close Mm -hmm. friends of mine and I used to think like oh but it would be so great if like I had all these people in one place. Like if if I could just hang out with all my friends all at once all the time. That would be wonderful. I think I'd love that. I that would that wouldn't work. It would it would not work. I would Not want that. And I I thought that that's something that I wanted, that I wanted a large friend group. I wanted to go to these parties every weekend. I wanted to have plans. I wanted to be invited places. Yeah. And there was like, I just didn't know enough people within the same friend group to be invited everywhere all the time. And so I had this deep fear of like, well, I'm missing out or like, why don't I have this? And after kind of being integrated into other friend groups because I'm friends with this one person who's friends with all these other people and like trying to get into that how much I have to change myself in order to feel like I fit in yeah and before I thought like well this is necessary like who I am or these traits of mine that, that don't work in this social setting, I need to fix those because I need to be able to fit in.
1: Yeah, but when you get older, you kind of get more comfortable and confident in who you are. Yeah, and now... And you're just like, why the fuck would I put on this charade for other people?
0: Yeah, I just don't have time for it. I would rather sit one-on-one with my friends and just like talk about life, talk about our goals, talk about, you know our day at work or what I'm learning in school or what they are doing in their free time like talk tell me about your garden tell me about like whatever is going on in your life and that is what's fun for me I can talk with my friends for hours one-on-one you get me in a social setting I won't say like a big social (laughs) setting I won't talk I can't because I just feel like I have to talk over top of people And that's just not who I am Yeah
1: see for me If you get me into a big social setting I feel like I just move around a lot So like Every time we go to like a big family event You're just like I never see you And that's just because Like every time I go I I sit somewhere There's eight people around And then I get overstimulated And I have to walk somewhere else Then there's eight more people And then I go somewhere else And I just like Like I I pace Mm -hmm. And I I don't need the steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. So, I should start pacing.
1: <laughs> I I have a few like I say that they're like pretty good friends. Yeah. Um I don't really have anybody that I see frequently or that I have like deep connection conversations with. Yeah. Um Sometimes I wish I had that, but then I'm just like
0: that's what you got me for, baby.
1: <laughs> but what, who do I talk to when I have to talk about you?
0: <laughs> That's a good point.
1: <laughs> no, the the only thing that I I continuously wish I had, so I play in a D&D game, mm-hmm. and we're all over the place. Um, one, I wish that it was possible to just, despite us living like... One person is in Brazil. One person, like, there's people all over the States. Yeah. I'm the Canadian guy. Um, I wish that once a week we could just teleport to the same place so we could play D&D in the in same real room. Life. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I feel like the energy would be just so much better than, like, being behind a, a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also wish that I had just, like, one in real life friend. That I could tell all of my super excited D&D stuff to. Because let's be honest, you don't, you don't so much care about all the cool things I do in my D&D game. And that's fine. Um,
0: it's just, you don't so much care about all the cool things I do at the gym.
1: Hey, I care that you just lifted 33 lines worth of weight. Yeah. Um. Do I have the ability to sit and listen to you talk about? Like, then I was doing this way, and then I was doing this machine. I don't know what any of that shit is. <laughs> um, which is probably the same. You're just like, I wasn't there. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it's, it. It's
0: uh, it's a a lot of your D and D stories are you had to be there moments. You had to be like yeah. involved in the role play. Otherwise, or, it's just like.
1: Yeah. So like, I I wish I just I had somebody that. Was also into D&D, who was just like, you can just tell me the context and I'll pick it up. Right. Because, like, I get the mechanics, I get all that. Like, if I had, like, one person who's just like, I could explain who all of my D&D party is. So I could be like, oh, and then, uh, like, this character was doing that. And then, then they got thrown out of a 200-foot window. Yeah. I wasn't even there for that, but it was crazy. <laughs> yeah and then like they would just they would get all that stuff that I could tell all this stuff that I'm super amped about. Right. Because I mean, I could I could tell my my D&D group, "Hey, remember when this really cool thing happened?" and be like, "Yeah, that was yesterday." I'd be like, "Yeah, when it was so cool, right?" <laughs> it just doesn't hit the same.
0: Yeah, I would imagine not. Um I don't know what else to say about that. So I was just going to move on to the next. Yeah, go for it. Main. <laughs> go for it. Issue in. Pop culture. <laughs> um, obviously. Like, oh, you said
1: this is going to be a short one. <laughs>
0: well, I, it, it, it is still kind of short. We're yeah, only at 30 minutes. We're
1: just getting into the next thing, though. It's a doozy.
0: Yeah, but I feel like there's not really a lot to say about it. It, it is what it is. I feel like if I have to explain why it's wrong, <laughs> then there's a bigger issue. It just expands on how big of an issue this already is. Anyway,
1: okay, go on.
0: There was a I wanna say a few months ago that we were talking on the podcast about how well there how we tend to publicly say, Oh, I like this show. Or I like this person in this show. And then it turns out that they're just fucking awful. (laughs) And we're just like, great. Now everybody, it is just out there for everybody to know that we publicly said that we like this person. And now we need to go and retract that statement. And so a few months ago, we had said about how we hated that we can't watch that 70s show anymore. Yep. I will not watch it. I think it was when that 90s show came out and we watched that. Yeah. And how I was disappointed because I preferred that 70s show. I thought it was better. It was funnier.
1: Like Honestly, it's a fantastic show.
0: It is. But now we cannot watch it. And at the time, I remember saying, like, how much do you think that sucks for, like, all the other cast members? Mm-hmm. To know that that huge part of your life Is now tainted by that rapist Yeah. And then Fast forward to now Sympathy is gone for a certain two cast members Mila Kunis Ashton Kutcher
1: There's some even sadder Things about So yeah they wrote a letter to the judge Being like well we knew him He was a great guy So be lenient on him maybe That wasn't the only letter written. No. Deborah Jo Rupp also wrote a letter to the judge. The woman that plays Kitty. Oh, no. Yeah. Also saying, when like...
0: When I knew Steven, he was a lovely boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like... It's disappointing that these people who are likely just so removed from reality because they've just been like you know pretty prominent actors for yeah. so long that they think like what goes through someone's mind to to think you know 20 25 years ago he was a pretty good guy so
0: I don't know the thing that baffles my mind like the thing that I'm thinking that's just like mind-blowing is in Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's apology (laughs) which was very clearly written out for them to read I
1: don't know I needed more ukulele
0: (laughs) um they said about how it was not to undermine the hurt and all that stuff it wasn't to to take away from the pain that was caused in this situation and stuff and not to like undermine the victims the survivors but what i don't understand is like how is it anything other than that because here you have a convicted rapist you have substantial evidence that he committed these crimes you have victims who have had to relive their experience by testifying and having it out there for the entire world to see and hear about it yeah and you're here like oh well you know maybe like just take into consideration how nice he was when i knew him 30 years ago and, like, don't, like, just maybe don't give him the full sentence or something. Like, I don't I don't yeah, care it, how it, you knew him or what he was like yeah, back then. it
1: doesn't matter at all what they were like back then because...
0: Yeah, and I said to you, I don't care how I knew a person. If I knew, let's say, John, 10, 15 years ago, And we were best buds. He was a great guy. And, you know, I was just like, he is so funny. He's a huge part of my life. Whatever. 15, 20, 30 years later go by. And uh, I get a call up from his mom. And he's like, oh, you know, like, could you please write this letter to the judge? Because he's being sentenced for these crimes. And um, we just, we don't want him to have to spend the rest of his life in prison be like, "Oh, okay. Well, um did, did what's he, he being? Like what what's what are the charges?" "Oh, well, he's being convicted of rape." "Oh, and like did he rape these girls?" "Well, yeah, there's uh there's quite a bit of evidence that yeah, he did." I'll be like, "Okay, great. Then it doesn't matter how I fucking knew him back then exactly. because he deserves the full sentence that the judge is going to exactly.
1: give him." Exactly. So there is a company that like I watch similar to how people watch sports, I watch people play video games because I You know, same kind of concept. Yeah. But there is a company that I watch that makes like that old like Halo uh, machinima red versus blue. Okay. Um, And they had this group of guys who played video games and all that. And one of them, it was brought out that he was like grooming like underage fans and stuff. Right. And I feel like... Like, these guys had spent 10, 15 years being, like, best friends, sitting in a small room playing these games and, like, building this friendship. The second that came out, all of those guys say, we had no fucking idea that that guy sitting three feet away from me was such a fucking monster. Yeah. They didn't care how he acted with them. Yeah because they said he hurt somebody and that unfucking acceptable
0: yeah well look at the try guys yeah he was cheating on his wife they all were just like no fuck that like he's out of the show like we had no idea like they kind of did the same thing where they're just like this is unacceptable we don't condone this behavior he was out and i so christina ritchie had also kind of posted on instagram and i'm gonna like paraphrase drastically because i can't remember exactly what she said but it's basically like you have to get used to the idea of the fact that like people you know have a private life that you don't that you don't know about that could include a lot of harmful activity Mm -hmm. like predators exist among us and it doesn't matter your relationship to them they are still a predator they have still hurt people. They have done bad things. And as uncomfortable as that makes you, you need to get used to the idea that that exists. And it's like, how are you going to handle that when you find out?
1: Yeah, and I like to think that if anybody I know were to ever like have it come up that they were like a, a predator in that way, Like there's no fucking way That I would ever just be like Oh but I mean they were pretty chill to me Like why don't you just take it easy on them
0: Yeah exactly I don't
1: care if you are my best friend My brother Like anything If you are a predator Just like a a sexual deviant Yeah Fuck you
0: (laughs) Exactly Like no argument it's and not hard. Do you wanna know what I'm also insulted by?
1: <laughs> Tell me.
0: Um Amy Schumer has even kind of publicly roasted Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. And it's like, not once did I ever think in my lifetime that I would have anything to agree on with Amy Schumer. <laughs> never. It would never occur to me <laughs> that there would be a time that I'm just like, oh, Look at Amy Schumer has something to say about this, and wow, uh, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, what a world.
1: Yeah, so I think it's just funny because back in the day when they were filming the show, Topher Grace,
0: he didn't have. He, he yeah. hated
1: being with all those other people. Like yeah, other castmates, and he
0: was criticized.
1: Everybody roasted him. We're yeah, like, this fucking loser isn't hanging out with these castmates. Turns out he just didn't want to be associated with the trash.
0: Yeah, and now everybody's just like...
1: Like, Wilmer Valderrama was 29, dating a 17-year-old. Yeah. Ashton and Mila Kunis have this bullshit.
0: Well, even back then, though, Mila Kunis was 14, and Ashton Kutcher was 19.
1: Yeah, and, like, I think I was watching over your shoulder. There was that one interview.
0: Yeah, where... Danny had like, said Danny
1: bet me 20 bucks if it's like hey a her queen. first kiss yeah
0: 14 year old girl it was just like oh you should stick your tongue down her throat
1: yeah and like he was trying to defend it because as soon as like it got brought up he's just like immediately backpedaling like yeah trying to cover his ass and
0: then making jokes of like how the cops should have been called and it's like I get that Mila Kunis openly admits that she lied about her age to get the role so like they didn't, he didn't know. But to then go that far and, like, make jokes about, like, oh, like, I'm going to force my tongue down her throat and all this stuff, like, that's disgusting. And you look at her when back then, it's like, yeah, maybe she didn't look 14, but she definitely didn't look 18. So it's, like, also casting directors, you guys, like, (laughs) drop the ball on your research and, like, background checking. Like, did you not look at her, like, ID?
1: and then, like... The fact that, like, that put, like... Hollywood's fucked, man. Yeah. In all sorts of sense, so...
0: I know. I'm seeing all kinds yeah. of memes, though, about, like, how... Um, sorry, I forget his name. Which one? The one you just said. for Grace? Yes. He's got kind of a weird name.
1: He does, yeah.
0: Um, About how he, like doesn't didn't associate with them and then there's like that one line he had when he was in spider-man about like always doing good or something but
1: (laughs) like i'm sorry i don't remember spider-man 3 as much as i should apparently yeah well
0: i just saw the meme today and i like didn't i knew it was spider-man but i didn't remember the scene as it was happening that's probably why i'm butchering the paraphrasing it but you know memes are made yeah and it's just like about how he's always doing good and yeah anyways they're gonna be like a like just we don't have to say it but we're all just mutually agreeing that all these people that wrote letters defending him or like trying to get his sentence lessened that they're all just like a piece of shit and we should just forget that they exist completely yep cool just drop them which is like really unfortunate because again Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are people that I previously enjoyed, so now I've got to retract all that statement. See how easy that is? It's like, oh, I enjoyed this person. I enjoyed that show. Oh, but they're a dirtbag. Guess I'm not going to support that show or those people anymore. I know I don't know them on a personal level, but still it's just like, fuck those guys. If they're going to be a (laughs) shitty person, then I'm out.
1: Like, do you remember
0: the comedian guy that was in You?, that played oh, yeah. the pedophile and then turned out he was a pedophile?
1: Alleged. I think that all. He's still a fucking dirtbag, but yeah.
0: So he never got convicted? No. People still shunned him pretty quick, though. Yeah. So it also makes me wonder are all these people that are coming to his defense kind of like maybe secret Scientologists?
1: I don't know. I don't know, maybe.
0: Would it? They like, have the
1: secret underground circuit of Scientologist sympathizers.
0: Honestly, the whole Scientology stuff. Hey,
1: watch what you say because they're probably monitoring this.
0: It freaks me out.
1: They're going to come for us now.
0: And that's why they freak me out. Stop I don't Winscam. know enough about it. Stop wind scam.
1: <laughs> All right. So, who has been your guys' biggest disappointment as a musician, actor, artist, anything um where you're just like oh i really love this person and then they're just a total fucking dirtbag and you're just like well there goes how many years of my life
0: thank you so much for joining us this week at the bees knees podcast if you haven't already please download this episode and we will talk to you next week